cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to my show. My name is Rosie Muthena and this is Pan-African Connect, where I talk about my three passions in life, women, Africa, and the arts. In studio today, I have two phenomenal women who um, I was introduced to, to through a friend, and it was actually introduced by a friend who was talking about one particular treatment, and I contacted these ladies, and, and, and we w- I went through to their wonderful s- salon. And what I love about, about interaction and meeting with people is that when you meet people who believe in the positivity of life, who believe and, and who are passionate about what they do, and I remember thinking I'm going to go in for 20 minutes, finding out, getting my research and putting it down. Next thing I knew, treatments were done. We, we taking pictures. I've, we discovered that we, 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 we have sisters from across the continent that we all know about. And more importantly, I, I literally, I was, I was like bouncing out of, out, out, out of the salon when, and, and, and I, I don't even want to call it a salon or a spa because it's, it's more of an experience. So it takes, it's a great pleasure that I'd like to introduce to you, um, Dr. Diao and, and, and her fabulous daughter, Tabaseng Shongwe, who's in studio with me today, um, from Spiral, from Spiral Aloe, which is, if you, if you want to look at the website, it's, it's a lifestyle and, 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 and that's, I suppose, medical spa, but it's more about experience. It's more about passion. It's more about loving yourself. And, and looking after yourself, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, it's been increased in people of, of dying from cancer, of, of all sorts of other, other unrelated diseases, which we've been around for many, many centuries. But because of our lifestyle, because of the food that we're eating, because of our stress levels, um, we really need to start taking care of, of, of what we're putting in our mouths, of what we're putting into our minds, what we're putting into our souls. And so, that is why it's very, very important that, that I thought to, to have this interview with, with these lovely ladies. And I want to, I'm going to start with Dr. Diao. Am I pronouncing it right? It's Diao. What about Diao? Diao. Diao. Please welcome, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for inviting us. Now, before we, we, we get into, to the actual spa, you, you're a medical doctor and, um, um, obviously proudly South African, but you also got an amazing scholarship when you were studying and you, you studied in Australia. Well, I think I grew up in Lesotho, actually, mm-hmm. uh, born of parents uh, that settled there. And I think that's where the first luck happened, yeah. isn't it? Um, life is sort of events of lucks and yeah. how you change it around. And I got a commonwealth scholarship like a few, a lot of my friends and colleagues, and I landed in Adelaide in Australia. So I spent six years in the 80s wow. studying medicine there. Mm-hmm. And what were those challenges like? Because, I mean, you know, when we leave home, especially <laughs> was, as an African, when you leave home and back then. Yeah, I'm I was sure 19. Was, wow. I, I just started a BSc degree and halfway through it, I got the scholarship. So I was 19 mm-hmm. and I believe my mother cried for two days. Well, I cried for two years because I kept going <laughs> to the scholarship office to yeah. ask. Mm-hmm. You can imagine Australia in 1980. Wow. Yeah. And uh, being 19 and looking around and seeing nobody that's similar to you except a few of your own colleagues from the continent who are yeah. studying there. But I think one of the things about life is one day you wake up and you realize you're here. Mm-hmm. And best you decide what to do with that. Mm. And I took up sports on a very, very serious note. Wow. I, I played serious squash. Um, I played hockey. I actually joined the league, mm-hmm. the community league. And I was very, very, very active. Yeah. And and I'm glad I did that because that um, that dealt with the Australian summers of 42 degrees in the air in December. Wow. It's um, <laughs> then it became a wonderful experience actually yeah. because um, 
I took upon I took it upon myself to to tend the situation around and not think too much about being away from home and being lonely and mm. all of that. And I suppose also the 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 the, the focus on, on on why you were there and what you wanted to achieve. Yeah. I mean, growing up, what as you know, we all dream of, of of certain things. Was your dream to be going into the medical profession? Not in that way, no. Mm. I, I just remember my, as I said, my parents were teachers, so the serious discipline in the yeah. household. Anybody who can relate. <laughs> and I think there was always talk about what are you going to do? What is it? It's sort of like a constant conversation. Yeah. But I remember when I was sixteen, I had this dream. Um, and it just stayed with me for the rest. My father liked interpreting dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and he kept asking, so what happened? And basically, I was climbing up a pyramid. It was silver and shining, and there was a star at the top of it, and I kept slipping back. Wow. And he was very, very aggressive in wanting to find out whether I actually did get to the top. Mm. I didn't in the dream. But I think... You don't think about wanting to be a doctor. I cannot say that's what I wanted to do at that mm. stage. But I just knew one, I needed to get that out of the village I was in. That was yeah. no confusion. And two, I wanted to be somebody because you saw a few people in your community, the doctors, the lawyers, mm. and really you looked up to them. And I know I wanted to be like them. Yeah, It's it a serious motivation. And so you aspired to being mm. a good citizen that way. Yeah. And it drives you immensely. Yeah. Because once you, once you decide on, yeah. on a passion and you yeah. decide on that drive. Yeah. yeah. The particular decision about whether you wanted to be a doctor and what else really, I think, was crystallized at university. Mm. Because then you're a science student and there's so many avenues you could do. And then that narrowed the field a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So after Australia, I mean, you came back after two years um, how how was the, I suppose, integration, reintegration back into onto African soil? It must have been quite different because even it was medicine like, in Africa was totally different back then. Also. It was like comedy. So here you are <laughs> out of a first world experience where mm. everything worked to the clock and you talk about a TB um, case, as mm. we put it, with a little speck of white on the lungs and you talk about it. for, And then I come home. And I remember one of my first rotations was a male um, adult ward, mm. a TB ward, mm. a TB ward with absolute pathology. Everybody was sick. And when somebody's, when people are sick, they're sick, really pathology yeah. just waves at you. And I had to relearn very quickly. I mean, it almost felt at some stage like you really didn't learn much. You had all mm. this theory, but this was real life happening in front of you. And I yeah. think that from that point on, that's been my experience of, of medicine. It's, mm. it's real, it's practical. And I think one of the things I can say with absolute confidence is why South African doctors are so well-trained anywhere yeah. in the world, absolutely wow. well-trained. And in Australia, I came across many of them then. They are really exceptionally well-trained because of this immense uh, experience mm. that you find. And um, also just working, just working yeah. off the ground. Yes. You know, it's, and it's, having it's to deal stuff. with what's there. Yes. It's real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you you came back. What 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 was your next journey? I mean, you you, I I did the usual thing. When you're young, you do your rotations. I mm -hmm. worked in Soweto clinics and went into public health and actually studied public health. Then life happened. You mm -hmm. follow the husband around, <laughs> and I had wanted to be to specialize in pediatrics. Mm -hmm. I spent a little bit of time at the Red Cross Children's Hospital mm -hmm. in Cape Town, and I think then was the next move. So I followed. And I decided maybe I should just focus really on public health, and that's what I ended up settling mm. in. But during my studying public health, I remember this moment I was driving down 
with a friend of mine, colleague from Uganda, we're all doing public health together. And we talked for five years coming from Sanin, passionately going to open mm. when we grow up a women's clinic where women could walk in and have tea and coffee and be treated with respect. You know, yeah. it's this beautiful place. And this for me came from an experience I'd had when I was a young uh, medical student in Australia. We up the road there was a, a women's clinic actually mm. a, a group practice and and when i used to go there it was it just looked beautiful and you just felt so wanted and cared for for my colleague florence it had to do with she she had already um worked for an ngo that was running women's clinics mm. in uganda and it was just a constellation of this discussion so 30 years later uh, after many experiences through different uh, phases in public health, health consulting, all sorts of things, I actually decided this is what I'm going to retire doing. Mm. Life had changed. Medicine had advanced. There was new ways of lifestyle and lifestyle medicine has really become sort of a, a daily word that mm. people talk about those aesthetic medicine, this anti-aging medicine. So I think to where I am at the moment it's that dream, it's that desire, but it's about lifestyle. It's yeah. about looking after ourselves. And that really drives me every day. Yeah. It's, it's my children know. It's mm. just about lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about your children, we got, as I mentioned before, and Tava Singh's with us in studio. Um, what I loved about when we, when we had our initial chat and you, and you were saying that, you know, you were brought up in a, in a, in a lifestyle home. Yes. You were brought up in, in, being taught about what to, what to be eating and what you should be eating. But also what I, what I see is a common thread is that there's a lot of positivity. Oh, over, uh, not even overboard, but I think, um, welcoming and yeah. very, and very warm and all encompassing. Yeah. Is the word I'd like to say. Yeah. I can't tell you that it felt abnormal, mm. you know? I mean, I think I grew up in a very loving home. I did grow up in a very loving home and there was food, yeah. you know, and it wasn't about sweets per se or not having sweets. It was just normal food, eating well, yeah. not too many portions, not overcooking. Mm. You know, any of the sugar that was in our lunchbox came from fruits. Yeah. So there was a lot of exchanges at break um, mm. between my brother and I and all of the friends. <laughs> I'm you know. sure. <laughs> I think you begin to realize that I didn't notice that. You know, there's certain things you become dependent on as you're growing up yeah. because they're conditioned. You're conditioned in your home about how to eat. Mm. So something as simple as a lunchbox at break. We sit around as friends. And from a very early age, I started to notice that everybody swaps things. I mean, like yeah. we would swap Cheetos or Tazos or things like that. But I was swapping sandwiches mm. with someone from who had something else, maybe from a sweets or prepared meal yeah. or something like that. But realizing that I didn't have anything particularly special you know mm. but it was just good food you know it was a lovely sandwich or it was healthy and it was fruit and you begin to realize that actually people also want what feels good you know yeah. what I mean I think yeah. over time we realize that the more in tune you are with yourself there's just certain things that you automatically mm. begin to reject or you become moderate about and and also the things that yeah. you think you're dependent on it's it's basically what you've trained your your brain to yes you know um like for instance and and I've only become aware of it now because We've been told about the, the, the dangers of sugar yes, and the fact that absolutely. where, where sugar is found, you know, and, and what people do people say, well, you know, and I've had this conversation with friends of mine who've, who've got children and say, well, the child likes sugar. And I'm like, yes, well, the child likes sugar because you've told him to like sugar, sure. you know, and, and, and one of the things that, that what I want to bring out in, in this interview is the importance of 
being, people think that your, that your lifestyle or, or eating healthy is very expensive. Oh, no. And it's actually not. Yeah. And, and people say, well, you know, I've got to get my energy from somewhere. Well, you can get your energy from fruit. Yes. You can, there's so many other sources of, 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 of getting that. Yes. You know, um, and, and, and for me, it's interesting that, that, you know, because, because of the, the family upbringing that you had, that you, that you've carried this through. Now, you started off in, in, in PR. Yes, I did start off in PR. So, Initially, I think I just talked far too much. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but what that came down to is um, my parents basically guiding me and saying that you might want to go into law. Yeah. Um, to explore sort of language, words, communication, how yeah. do you send information, receive information, that entire process. I've always been very fascinated mm. by it. I think law sort of wasn't exactly where I would end up because I think I wanted a little more Creativity, you know, yeah, I, like to, yeah. I like to paint and I like to draw and knit and all sorts of other funny things. Mm. But that's how I think I move. But, but that's you. Yes, that's, you know, and, and, and a, a lot of people, they <laughs> say, well, you know, I like those things, but I can't entertain it because I need to get into my law degree. I need to follow. And at the end of the day, 10 years down the line, if you're not happy with what you're doing mm. and you're thinking about, well, why didn't I follow up, even if it was, if it was just knitting, yes. you know? Which I think is very, very important. Yeah, I, I definitely think that one of the conversations that I'm glad was always around me was, what do you want to do? Yeah. Because I think we get confused, and I say myself as a young person, that there's a difference between what you're good at and what you're passionate about. Yeah. And they're not always the same thing. Yeah. But they can find places where they overlap. Yeah. So, yes, I'm good, you know, with something like the law, and maybe would have been very interested um, in it. Mm. I then wouldn't have had the opportunity maybe for social media and the creativity and the videography and the yeah. content development in that kind of way, mm. the limitations or maybe the structures of law. So I found myself in marketing mm -hmm. and PR. Started off there initially working in a wonderful integrated communications company mm -hmm. and sort of always having to come home and just, you know, speaking to mom about what she's doing and didn't necessarily think I would follow in her footsteps. Per yeah. Se. I grew up in household, like I said, that always said, what do you want to do? Mm. And work to doing your own thing. Yeah. You know, whether you have a, a stint where you will work for someone, that's never their own, your, your end goal. I yeah. was always going to maybe be in the business space or have an entrepreneurial flair, whether the knitting actually became a thing, if mm. I could, you know, knit more than a scarf. But um, <laughs> at least you can get there. <laughs> you know, and... So a few months uh, into it, after the business had been up for maybe about a year and a bit, mm -hmm. uh, mom said, well, look, my dear, there's an opportunity. I think right now we are expanding a little bit and we need a few more arms and a few more thumbs yeah. on the Twitter and social media space and some marketing. Would you like to, to join me? Mm. Tossed a bit back and forth, tossed a bit back and forth, but realized that actually... I was interested in social marketing, which mm -hmm. lends itself to a space of communicating about how to be well. Yeah. Also, what is a good life about? You know, mm -hmm. which is what all comes back to lifestyle medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about what you eat, but like you said, it's mind, body, soul. And yeah. I'm very much about trying to get that message out there. And I think that this was the per perfect, perfect platform. platform. And also, I just said that what another thing is that you creating your own legacy. Yes. You know, something that, that we as Africans have, haven't really done mm. on our own or we've taken on other corporations and that's a legacy. Yes. But for me, this, this brand is powerful because it's not only, it's not only doing good. It's not only feeling good, mm. but you're leaving this, this for, for years to come. So whether you have children or not, but at least the, the, the beacon was already set. Yeah. So with, with, when you opened up the, 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 the business, Spiral Ella, first of all, where, with the name, where does it come from? <laughs> 
Um, the spiral aloe is a is an aloe that grows in a very particular strip uh, in Lesotho, mm-hmm. and I think um, parts of the Eastern Cape, but around the Drakensberg Mountains, and it grows nowhere else in nature in the world. Wow. And I, I believe it's a protected plant now. You can't take it out. That's powerful. And and it was my mother who was explaining. We, we had gone to the natural uh, reserve and walking around as my mother would do. She's 83 and fit, fighting fit. <laughs> and was talking about this plant. And it's just the sheer beauty of it. Mm. It is absolutely the most incredible plant. And I decided, no, maybe that that's what yeah. I'll call. Uh, that's this, unique. Yeah, it is a very unique name. It is. It represents, I think for me, a very beautiful soul and aloes are known for healing. Mm. So there's very as, many aspects of the name that I think I could relate to. Yeah. So that's, and also, that's I mean, it's it also that the aloe has a very, very strong position in, in, in African tradition. Yeah. Yes. You know, you've got to wash your hands in aloe yes. water after yes. a funeral. It's yes. just, there's a lot, a lot of power yeah. and cleansing and yeah. healing. So your your beautiful establishment. I'm not even going to call it a shop because it's it's your little haven, <laughs> and we need to expand on that also, um, which is going to happen. Um, but you you deal with aesthetic medicine and you deal with lifestyle medicine. How would you describe aesthetic medicine? So I have had to learn quite a bit, and I think that one of the things that I've really enjoyed is mm. I actually get to rub shoulders with the doctor. Yeah, because this is it's a it's a space where. In fact, it's actually something that we should be talking about. It's yeah. not something that is removed, and that's the point. Mm. That health isn't some afterthought. It shouldn't be, oh, now I'm sick, yeah. and now let's go and do something about it, which yeah. I think is what you're saying is that we're all getting a little more conscious about what we put into our bodies, the kinds of things we're reading. And so this is where we get to aesthetic and maybe lifestyle medicine. Mm. So beginning with lifestyle medicine, it is exactly that. It's about your choices, right? You know, everything that you put in your fridge is probably going to result in what you're going to be looking like and feeling, and you know, the your joints and your stress levels and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, lifestyle medicine being that we're trying to be more conscious about prevention before you get sick. Right. It's about making choices so that as you are living, you're doing it consciously every day. Mm. You're eating better. You're moving. It's not necessarily exercise and going to the gym. But yeah. It's shifting the mindset to say. Eat better, move more, and also, and also, yeah. it's also important that that once you um, locate that if there's a problem, mm. or you locate that that you know you shouldn't be eating a certain food type yes. or so forth. That's also another preventative yes. form. Yes, you know? absolutely. So, so um, in terms of the, the aesthetic medicine side, what 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 treatments do you offer? This I'll hand over to, to mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, we have another partner who's absolutely fantastic with. As it says, it's mm. aesthetics, it's looks, yeah. it's about the looks. And I think coming from inside with the lifestyle out mm. into how we look. So we, we provide the, the standard Botox and mm. fillers and lifts and, you know, microneedling, mesotherapies, mm. basically the, the standard anti-aging uh, treatments that you find now that are coming out and are becoming very popular. Right. And I think more and more. Women are being exposed to this, even men. Mm. So that's the aesthetic side of it. And we provide those treatments right. on the face and then on the body as well. Slimming, aging, mm. tightening. Let's just go back to that. the Botox because yeah. there's been a lot of horrific stories of, mm. of 
um, Botox going wrong. Yeah. And I think this is a great platform to clarify that mm. not anybody can just do Botox. Yeah. You can't just walk in into any salon and, and somebody and give them a needle and, and, and I think can you just, um, let's emphasize on the importance yeah. of that and who, who should, who, who's qualified to do that? I think we, we're talking about a, philo- a phenomenon that's happened with, in the aesthetic side of field. First of all, the principles are, hmm. it should be somebody who's qualified to do the procedure. Yes. And in South Africa, I think we're very lucky that it's, it's qualified medical practitioners Beautiful. who have an interest in, 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 in aesthetic medicine. In fact, that's how it's supposed to be. Hmm. Other countries, anybody can, you know, play around with needles. And I think we have a much lower incident of botched, hmm. that television thing, of mm. botched procedures, procedures because people, I think are a little bit more careful in this country in, in being um, handled by somebody who knows what it is that yeah. they know about them, Google them, and find out. Yeah, it is very important. And, ma- and make sure, as you yes. said, that they've got a me- they've got yeah. a medical background, and they're qualified. qualified. Yes, absolutely. And and I think there's there's beginning to be a very thin line between salons and you know aesthetic mm. clinics and people thinking they can handle needles and things mm. and that. And I think. It really, once again, like anything in life, is people should make sure that what it is they're getting is what it is that they're reading about. Yeah. And once again, research, yeah. research, research. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so you've got your, your Botox, you've got your fillers and so forth. Um, in terms of the lifestyle medicines inside, what, is, what, is, what does that include? What is that? I think the consultations with lifestyle is really sort of your, your traditional preventative thing where mm. you do your wellness checks, mm-hmm. executive checks, weight your way of life and it's I particularly because this is my my real fun mm. is I get into detail about the entire spectrum mm. of your lifestyle who you interact with what you do you know wow and and all of that and and it's very chatty mm. and so it's not a sort of a technical consultation where you say you know you wake up you do this and I find a lot of people who keep coming back you you engage them in a very conversational thing. And I, I, I really think part of the reason I enjoy this mm. is you meet people who are struggling with life issues. They've gone into middle class because of where we are. They've mm. gone into very, very hard, demanding jobs. Mm. They have no time aside. And this also provides a space where people can actually come in in a beautiful space and chat about what it is that they're struggling with. Yeah, We have very few spaces around, especially your executives, mm. your middle class people who have, you know, problems in families at work and battling with being middle class and all of that. And, and finding spaces where you can just go and sit and chat to somebody, yeah. where you can go and get good advice and where you can go and pamper yourself mm. all in one space yeah. and, and get your BP checked and get your bloods done and, and all of that done mm. and get good and advice. Also, and also, yeah. and also done at your own space. And, yeah. and one thing that when during our, in, our initial interview was that, um, you, you said that you had one client that was in there who obviously needed this treatment and you just let her sleep. You know, which I think yeah. is, yeah, is we, you know, we, don't, don't underestimate that. Yeah. yeah, no, but I don't underestimate that because there's yeah. so many times that I've even gone and you think, oh, I really need this. And then they wake you up. Yeah. Okay, we've got a next client coming yeah. and let's move. Yeah. And it kind of like yeah. deflates, d- defeats the purpose it's, of it's, you even it's being a, there. It's a catch too, too, because on the one side it's a business, but on mm. the other, I actually really, we hone it into the staff. If somebody is tired after a massage, if that's what they're doing for the day, and they, they sleep, please, if there's nobody else coming in, let, let them, them sleep. That's why this place was created. Mm-hmm. Because we're so busy 
when they leave that room, they're going back into their treadmill lifestyle and yeah. all of that. And it really, if we can create a few of more of these spaces where people can just sort of chill in a in, in, in the hub of an, a very, very stressful urban environment, mm, mm. I think we'd have achieved a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? And then in terms of the layout, I mean, you also, you, you, you touched on that, that the designer is a female who designed the layout. Let's, let's talk about that because it's also, it's, it's when you walk in, outside it looks like a shop, but actually, and, and, and I think it's also to do with the people that are in there and the energy. Yeah. Because you'd actually feel that you're out in, in the meadows and you, you, you're smelling the fresh yeah. air. Meantime, it's, it's in the shopping center, yeah. but the energy that's, that's within there is, it's, it's, it's magical. We, we're trying to create healing hubs. Mm. And I think that's fundamental. And the next uh, clinic we're opening is, is, is very precisely going to be, this is a, spa- a space mm. for healing. Mm. So when you walk through the space, all your senses must just lighten up. Mm. Your sense of smell. And you, you remember that we, we, there is this beautiful, beautiful smell when you get in. Mm. This pipe music that's going yeah. around. Everybody speaks. It's, it's, it's intended to heal even before you say hello to anybody. Yeah. So by the time you leave, even if you didn't pay for anything, even if you didn't buy anything, conversations are what we do. Hmm. And then when you walk out, you must feel healed. Yeah. That, there's no other reason this hmm. place exists. That's probably also, um, just to add about the, the trend in wellness, hmm. you know, the wellness industry as it is going is that we're actually trying to create these spaces deliberately. So things like silence bars you'll see are coming up. Things like actual architecture is designed in wow. such a way that promotes wellness. I mean, yeah. people, everything affects you. So yeah. the colors that you choose, the sounds that you hear, mm. everything is sensory. And so if you can facilitate a process of calming, yeah. that person actually, and it goes down to almost a molecular level, mm. can be really and truly healed. It's so, almost like creating your own temple. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's actually what we're, we're trying to do mm. for most people. And I think when we speak to the ladies we work with, that's exactly how they're trained as well. That yeah. You really are a therapist. It's not a massage. Per- you as you touch a person, you are the vessel that is going to promote and facilitate mm. that healing for that person. Mm. So everything from the entrance all the way through to the end of your treatment and beyond that should be in that. Yeah. Line, in that and and as I said, I mean, when I walked out, that lingering effect and literally floating to my car, <laughs> you know, yes. which 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 I think people, a lot of people underestimate. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that also moves through to the products that you use. Yes. What 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 type of products are, do you use within the salon? So we use a combination of products and it depends on which side of this medical spa mm. you're going to be choosing. So a lot of the products that we use on the medical side are actually targeted at treating um, generally skin uh, skin conditions. So right. that is things like pigmentation or hyperpigmentation, mm-hmm. acne scarring. And I think a lot of that is also related to, yes, the food and the stress. So people mm. come in there and actually need maybe a medical grade peel, right. which is one of the products that we work with is um, created by a female mm-hmm. scientist who's also South African. Yeah. We have a lot of that um, women empowerment theme mm. um, with the people that we engage with as well called Biomedical. Mm-hmm. And it's been a beautiful product, well received by all of the clients that we've worked with because we take them through that process as well yeah. and has really a very, not a, po- a polishing, cleaning up effect, mm-hmm. but is also combined with 
a new product that we'll be bringing on mm. that uh, works with the more luxurious and pampering side. Right. But everything gets down to we're trying to regenerate healthy aging, mm. skin rejuvenation, so that at every level, you know, you're not just getting a spritzer on the face, but yeah. actually it promotes circulation of your blood, helps you metabolize. Any of the products that we use are not tested on animals. You know, Beautiful. You, yeah, so that is also wonderful. I mean, we really do try to make sure that it is close to natural, as close mm. to body as possible. Yeah. And then, and then in terms of, I mean, I, I looked at and, and for, for our listeners, I and mean, if you go to my Facebook and Instagram page, I took a couple of pictures of, of the actual salon and the one room, which is my favorite room. And I think I need to bring my partner there is that, um, you've got the double bed. So if you, a couple wants to come in for a, for a, a duo massage or whatever, um, you obviously offer those, the, the, I don't want to call it run on the mill treatments, but you offer your massages, your facials, yes. your pedicures, your manicures and so forth. Yes. One one of the things that um, I think the the concept of putting a medical clinic with a spa mm. was to link and sort of make that seamless treatment mm. of moving from the anti-aging aesthetic side into the spa side. And the double rooms and the treatments we do and the massages actually should be therapies, Yeah, should be healing. Mm. So the treatments that we do, we, we, we pay attention to ritual. Right. We, we pay attention to ritual because it's, it's, it's very, very deep when mm. you go and have a massage that, as Ntabisen said earlier, the, the, the therapists are treated on a technical side and they're very good. But I think if you understand that your hands are healing, mm. it takes, it takes the treatment to a very different level. Yeah. So we pay a lot of attention to, Firing up all the senses, doing the massages in a particular way and paying attention to the people and just being with them mm. the whole time, explaining things. And I think personally, I actually think that it takes an experience of a massage to a very different level. Yeah. And it's done with that Because it's intention. a journey. Yeah. It's not just, it's not that a particular journey. intention. Yeah. It's not just touching people's muscles and mm. going away. It's, 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 it's very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Um, so you also you also um, um, host different events and and um, and 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 things at, at at the salon. If people want to get hold of you, what is the best way through your website? Yes. So just to speak a bit about about the events mm. that we do, because it is one of those spaces, and we do like to open it up to say that it is more than just somewhere to get your nails done. We have cheese and wines and mm-hmm. where we have partnered with in fact a guest that you've had previously yeah. Lerato from Lavo Wine yes yes she's come and she's actually had one of her wine tastings and pairings in the space mm. so we also like to facilitate those kinds of relationships yeah we've had the other doctor that we work with Dr. Kirsten Ryan yes she wrote a book so we had her book launch there. oh brilliant so uh, really we have decided that it is a space of dialogue as well which we like to to create we have other doctors who've come in to bring women that they work with mm. to talk about like you said the Botox the fillers so the women can have a Q&A session. Oh, wow. So we like to open up our space to say that please do come and learn with us, mm. use our space, and, and also in that way expose different women, different people, different men mm. to, to our environment and to our, our beautiful place. And lifestyle. Yes. Which is more important. Yeah. Yes. So we are www.spiralalo.co.za. That's our website. We are on all the social medias as well. Mm-hmm. We do like to share a lot of content because I think that in the health and wellness space, it's not just about the, the images, but we actually do like to, to let you know that we are informed and mm-hmm. we share articles, we share content related Beautiful. to health and wellness. 
everything about the wellness wheel. So spiritual wellness, financial wellness, mm. emotional wellness, psychological wellness, physical wellness, because it is holistic. And yeah. That's what we always want to promote. So we, on Facebook, we are Spiral Allo Lifestyle Medical Spa. Our phone number is 011-469-0376. And social medias, like I said, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please feel free to, to tag us and come and enjoy yeah. our space with us. And get the conversation going because yes. I think in this crazy time, we don't talk enough. Yeah, um, and we need to also, I mean, what I love about you is that as a family, you talk to each other. And with, yes. with, I mean, you, we, we do, you just called out a landline number and I'm just thinking, okay, who uses landlines anymore? But, but the thing is, it's about, we, let's get that conversation yes, going. Let's, absolutely. let's talk. And of course, to my listeners out there, if there's a question that you need to ask, you know, um, pop them an email. Um, all of the information will be on my Facebook page, on my Instagram and my, and my LinkedIn account as well. And please. When you're in Johannesburg, I don't care what you're doing. You really need, I'm not just saying this. You really, really need to go and, and, and experience this because it's not a treatment. It's a journey. And, um, yeah, they, 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 I'm not even going to call myself a client of theirs. They've, they, you've now adopted a new little daughter. So, yes. <laughs> so, um, yes, that, that is Spiral Allo. And of course, any more information, go to my Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn page. Thank you so much for listening. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for having us. us.